Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody coming at you on Thursday, just a couple days away from SMU USF for homecoming weekend on the hilltop. And we're going to preview that game for you guys on the podcast as the Bulls come in being battle tested, facing three top 25 teams this season already. Uh, just one win so far for the Bulls, but still a team that is coming off an encouraging performance on the road at BYU just last weekend, whereas SMU enters the game, of course, 4-0, coming off of that win at TCU on Saturday. And, you know, everything is is going to hinge uh, on SMU's ability to put the TCU game behind them and try to move on and, and get a win uh, here on homecoming and... Uh, you know, not let the hangover from beating the Horn Frogs beat them. And quite honestly, SMU handled the TCU game very well, obviously, as we saw pulling away in the second half. But more importantly, they were able to put a dramatic Hail Mary win against Louisiana Tech behind them to come out with that effort, which is something Sonny Dykes noted uh, this week when talking with him, just how proud he was of the team being able to do that. And, of course, kind of referencing just some history of teams that have won on final plays in dramatic fashion, uh, how they really don't have as much success as they enjoyed with a win the week before. SMU didn't let that happen to them, took it to TCU. And now uh, there are questions, I think, you know, just a couple uh, for me. The thing about it is how can SMU, if they're without Ulysses Bentley, who left the game against TCU, continue that strong running performance that they've had because this USF team is physical. They've got some athletes out there. They've added a bunch of transfers while they're dinged up on defense. uh, They really do have, um, you know, they have shown the ability to play with teams that are better than them. Uh, And, and really this is uh, no more, um, you know, obvious than the way they handled BYU being down in Provo Uh, down a 21-point deficit, battling back to outscore uh, BYU 21-7 in the second half. Freshman quarterback Timmy McClain uh, shows why he won a state title at Seminole High in Florida as a senior, uh, really showing the poise on the road that you need out of your quarterback. Uh, Jared Mangum uh, was able to add two rushing touchdowns his third straight game with at least two. And USF drove 94 yards on 19 plays in the fourth quarter that cut the BYU lead to eight. They really just went, ran out of time, I think, you know, to maybe make that an upset type of performance uh, in Provo. And uh, when you look at USF, I think they're going to have athletes for the most part. They've not been necessarily uh, the best coach team in the past, but Jeff Scott is riding the ship there. Uh, the former Clemson assistant you know, taking over there, building up that program. And they've, they've wanted to, you know, take, try their hand at the transfer portal. And it's worked out. And, um, you know, the thing about it is, is uh, while SMU um, has done the same and is certainly a veteran bunch, this is a USF team that isn't afraid of going on the road, isn't afraid of playing tough teams. uh, And that showed last weekend against BYU. And so when I look at this game, the, the main thing for me that I'm worried about for SMU is just kind of their mentality, because, you know, while the past two weeks are big wins. You know, you get that Louisiana Tech win, which would have been crippling in a way. Uh, you get the TCU win. Now it's the real season. It's the AAC. It's what you're, um, you know, focused on the most if you're SMU. You want to be able to, 
say you're in contention and win an AAC championship, well, you've got to win a game like this coming off of an impressive performance against TCU. To do so, they'll have to touch, uh, shut down Timmy McLean and Jared Mangum, uh, who Sonny Dykes really praised uh, this week uh, in his uh, press conferences. And, you know, Jim Levitt getting a chance to face the team that he started from scratch. He was the first coach in Bulls history. And being from Tampa, I, one, have a ton of respect for what Jim Levitt did during his time with the Bulls, but also you can tell the program and the administrators that are still there from the, that time, and even Jeff Scott, who actually wrote Jim Levitt when he was a GA at Clemson, uh, has a lot of respect for him. Jim Levitt wrote him back um, in terms of, you know, just uh, a young coach reaching out and wanting some advice and wanting opportunities. Jim Levitt wrote him back, uh, which is pretty impressive. I mean, that was a guy that at the time probably didn't need to do that. Um, that was at the tail end of uh, his career at USF, but he did it. And, and the Bulls program at times, and it, it's fallen, it's kind of been up and down as of late, certainly a little bit more down than it has been up as of late, still has that identity in a way that Jim Levitt built from day one. And that's that aggressiveness, uh, athleticism uh, that they preached for so long there. And even though it was a decade ago, it's still instilled in a way in the program, uh, just from how I've seen it um, with, with that team playing hard for the most part. I know the Charlie Strong era ended pretty poorly, but and, and it's a tough thing for, I think, you guys probably listening to understand, but he built that program up so well that it has kind of lingered on, uh, that ability to be aggressive, to have guys that are athletic. It's a mindset that he instilled when they built the program. And so, you know, I think this is a game that Jim Levitt is going to want to win. Things didn't end well for him at USF with his departure uh, and having a strong showing uh, being able to put aside maybe some feelings uh, that he has for the program, coordinated defense that is as, aggr as aggressive, as physical as we saw against TCU a week ago is something that I think can really help set the tone. SMU has the offensive ability to score on U uh, USF and, and make plays and do all those things, especially with the way uh, the defense uh you know, quite honestly, looks right now over at USF. A lot of injuries. Um, they played much better in the second half, just seven points from BYU. But still, it's a defense that has struggled overall um, for the most part. They've got athletes. They're still kind of adjusting into their spots and where they, you know, how they should be doing things. But, you know, the secondary is really banged up. And Tanner Mordecai should be able to have a big day on Saturday for homecoming. Really put some numbers on the board. Again, if Ulysses Bentley can't go, Tyler Levine, Trey Siggers, maybe a little bit of Brandon Epton will be in the backfield for SMU. That puts a little bit more pressure on Tanner Mordecai to make plays without Ulysses Bentley, that explosive nature that he brings to the field. And I feel like that is something that, you know, as you begin conference play, you want to see from your veteran quarterback. You want to see him make plays and, and really be that leader by example that he's been so far since coming into this program and his mindset going in and his ability to put the, the past behind him is probably going to be how this team responds overall, which I'm excited to see. I think SMU is going to cover. Uh, US, USF has actually covered two of the three non-conference games against top 25 teams, I believe is the stat, uh, which is pretty impressive. And, 
you know, it causes me a little bit of concern, you know, just in terms of picking this game, but it just shows how tough they are, their mentality. Um, but I, I think SMU showed that toughness and that mentality against TCU last week. Um, they knew from the get-go that they were going to be able to run the ball in TCU. I talked with a couple of the offensive linemen this week, and they could just sense it. And I don't think you're going to sense that from the start if you're SMU out of USF. I don't think they're going to be scared of anybody. I don't think they're going to be sitting there like, whoa, look out, SMU rushed for 350 against TCU. We've got a long day coming. Could that happen? Yeah, sure. I mean, SMU can put it together and and have another strong day on the ground. But I think this USF team is motivated to start conference play right. I think they're, they built a little bit of confidence coming off of that game against USF. They know that without their, uh, their poor start to the game, they should have been in it a little bit more. And SMU does have to defend McLean, who uh, 17 of 24, 186 yards, but added 55 yards on the ground. You know, I think that's something that they're going to have to contain uh, and avoid letting him make some plays with his feet, which... For the most part, SMU hasn't faced this this much that much uh, this year in terms of a running quarterback and a guy that can extend. Uh, that's going to be uh, something to watch as well. How SMU's rushers get up the field, but also how they contain Timmy McLean uh, and and try to shut him down and frustrate him. He's still a young quarterback, but he showed a lot of poise this year uh, in in you know guiding the Bulls to you know those top twenty through those top twenty five games that they've had on the schedule this year. Um, you know, I think Jeff Scott's doing a really good job building the program up, trying to get talent in there. And that's where you can kind of be in a sticky situation. This is not the Bulls team of 2019 that SMU played coming off of that TCU win where they went down to Tampa and dominated them. Uh, this is a USF team that probably a little bit more motivated, probably a little bit more uh, ready to go in terms of what they can do on the field. Uh, I think that's going to translate on the field for USF. I think you're going to see a game where SMU comes out, has success offensively. I think it's going to be a good day for them offensively. I think we could see USF put a little put a little bit of pressure on SMU with some scores, but overall, I see SMU pulling away from this game and winning 42 to 20. Uh, so just barely covering. If you're if I was looking at the right spread right before recording this podcast, and being able to come out with a homecoming win. Uh, going into uh, next week's game. You know, for SMU, here's something to watch if you're a Pony Stampede podcast subscriber uh, and not yet a Pony Stampede subscriber. SMU is going to have a loaded recruiting visitor list this weekend. Some some targets that they've got on the board are going to be on campus. They've got some commits that are going to be back. Uh, two of their commits, um, you know, Jordan Hudson and... Um, and Chase Biddle are going to take official visits to Texas and Missouri later this uh, fall with uh, Biddle going to Missouri and, and Hudson going to Texas, which is expected. We kind of knew about. And Missouri is really making some recruiting noise in Dallas. I'm not worried just yet about their commitments by any means, but that's something to note. But on the flip side, SMU is going to have a really strong list. Um, and if you want that list, you got to subscribe to PonyStampede.com. It'll be posted on Friday afternoon as it gets finalized, but I've seen some of the initial names uh, expected to make their way to SMU for this game. Um, there's some uncommitted prospects that are, uh, uh, you know, quite honestly, key, key targets for this SMU staff in this cycle So um, and beyond. And so check that out on Pony Stampede. Uh, if, you're, if you're not a subscriber, check it out. You can subscribe for just a dollar for your first month to see how you like it. 
Uh, we'll have all your coverage, of course, about the game on the field from Gerald Ford Stadium. But again, I think SMU takes care of business. And, you know, one thing stood out to me this week is just the mentality watching the players. You know, it was back to work. It was a workmanlike mentality. Um, you know, there's a it's a team that if they want to be great, if they want to turn that corner as a program, they've got to put together a win like this and do it quite honestly in a, in a convincing fashion. You know, not let a hangover affect them, not let the win over TCU uh, let them get off to a slow start and, and think that uh, their their junk doesn't stink because uh, USF's a team that's shown that they're not afraid. They're not afraid to go to battle against these top 25 teams. They're tested. Um, and SMU, if they want to break through and get into that top 25, they've got to win games like this where you're coming off success. It's kind of the hardest thing to do. I think SMU is going to be able to do it against USF and win another one over the Bulls. Uh, so keep it locked on Pony Stampede for all our full coverage of that game. And we'll uh, see you after the game with post-game coverage and all the analysis from the win or loss uh, for SMU on that front. So hope everybody has a great homecoming weekend. Stay safe out there, seeing all your old friends on campus, and hope the, hope the rain stays away as well uh, for this game on the Hilltop because uh, it should be a good one uh, with a good crowd. So Keep it locked on Pony Stampede. Appreciate you guys listening to this quick preview pod, and we'll catch you next time.